What's up, Dunwoody? Had a whole lot of people tell me yesterday how much they enjoyed part one of Bev Wingate's story of Dunwoody Yes and the incorporation of our city. So thanks for joining us for part two. My name is Matt Weber. I'm just a regular dude from Dunwoody putting on for the city that I love. This year podcast does not pay many of our bills yet, so uh, check out the website for other ways to support the show and our families. We have seven kids between the two of us, so if you could pass our names along, that would be great. My boy Justin does back-end billing software for small businesses, specifically neighborhood swim and tennis clubs. He's a web developer and founder of PoolDues.com. I'm a realtor, helping Dunwoodians sell their home quickly for the highest possible price. When selling your home, the final sales price is directly tied to how many buyers see your listing. That's where I shine. I can get your listing in front of more eyes than 99% of other agents. Obviously, nobody wants to leave Dunwoody, but when you're ready to upgrade and move on up, don't forget that you know a guy. Our sponsor is Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics. He is the third amigo that you rarely hear from, but uh, he's just as vital to the show's success. The goal of the podcast is to find the best stories surrounding our city, reach out to those folks, and then record the conversations so that you can take part. So thanks for joining us. If you know somebody that would be good on the show, please send us a message. If you have a local business that uh, needs a larger digital reach, there's a sponsor link on the website as well. But enough about us, though. You came for the end of Bev's story. So here we go. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Uh, wh- wh- how do you feel about, like, let's say when you go drive through Shambly down, you see all these apartment complexes just popping up. Anytime I go through there, there's, there's a new one. Do you think, wow, that could have been what would have happened to Dunwoody if we hadn't, you know, locked down the zoning and everything? Actually, most of the apartments happening in Dunwoody that you see were put in before we became a city. All right. of them. Yeah. For example, High Street, which you will hear about a lot oh, yeah. now. That was all approved before we became a city. So yeah. there was there was nothing we could do about it as far as zoning could go, but our council and mayor could go in and work with them to negotiate maybe lesser density, tell them maybe more what might be appropriate, and try and get a better plan than what was originally introduced. That was one of the things when we first became a city was a little difficult for our citizens was because they kept seeing some building apartments go up. We had, as you may recall, during that period of time, there was a downswing in the economy. So that building stopped for a little while. But then as it started to pick up again and they came back, those weren't anything we had to take those. They weren't anything that we had approved. They were grandfathered in and we had to live with them. Uh, But as we look around us and see, as you mentioned, just in other areas, we'd say, oh, we know we would not be what we are today with what DeCab was, was zoning. Mm-hmm. It feels very divided when you go over there. You, you don't get a sense for, other than the neighborhoods like Keswick and stuff like that. But, oh, like, hell. yeah, there, there just doesn't feel like, you know, there's the neighborhoods that we have. And, and we clearly have all these different neighborhoods, Dunwoody North. Kingsley, Georgetown. That was the beauty of our incorporation. Dunwoody, as a community, had been an entity long before. And because we had a post office and a zip code, a lot of people, when they first moved here, didn't even realize we were not a city, that we were unincorporated to cab. During the years um, prior to our incorporation, we had seen the formation of all the wonderful entities that we have today, thanks to volunteers who created um, Spruill Center for the Arts, Dunway Nature Center, Stage Door Players. We 
I could go through a whole list. And I love that it's still those entities, too. Those entities were created by loving volunteers. They are still here. And when we became a city, they could partner with the city to continue to grow and develop. And the city didn't have to be asked to start something that wasn't already in place. and many, most, a good number of those people who were involved in that are still here today, which gives a wonderful continuity of uh, people moving in, being able to tell them what it used to be and give a little history. There is a lot of wonderful history of, of everything. The Dunwoody Nature Center that you see today is wonderful. It goes back, We some of us can go back to when that little the building they have was this little bitty building and the Sproul Center for the Arts was in there. They moved there as an upgrade from being in the basement of the of the Dunwoody yeah, Methodist Church. On up, huh? You know, it's just it's it's a wonderful, great progression of fun things to see. Going back to Dunwoody, yes, I think as we talk with people, they loved what they had. They wanted to keep it. They wanted to preserve it, and I think that's why, in the end, uh, we were able to prevail with such big numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened right after the vote? I mean, how did, how, I know the police was, what, a year later? Uh, n- no, actually, uh, uh, we uh, we became a city officially on, De- on uh, December 1st. But between the vote on the 15th of July and December 1st, there was, to dis- say, a flurry or a furor of activity would be a gross understatement. I don't think any of us during that year slept more than about four hours a night because there was always something to be done. And especially once we knew we had the city, then uh, the governor appointed a governor's commission, as is by state charter, they do, just to oversee that and to step in and to help negotiate um, IGAs with the uh, DeKalb County and intergovernmental Mm. with the county. Uh, task force that had been builded, developed to look into all the various areas that you would have in the city that needed uh, guidance. Those reports were received by our governor's commission. Uh, and uh, I, I don't recall how many times we met. I, I happen to have been on that commission. Uh, uh, the governor appointed uh, to that commission um, Mr. Purcell, David Purcell, who had been very active businessman, well-known in the community, well-known in Atlanta, experienced with politics and business. Uh, he was our chair. We chose him chairperson. Yvonne Williams, who used to be the president of the uh, PCID, was on there representing in that community. Uh, Bill Robinson and I came on, uh, me from Dunwoody S, yes, Citizens for Dunwoody, Bill from the community Dunwoody Homeowners Association, and then uh uh, Brian Anderson, the attorney who had been so active with uh, uh, Citizens for Dunwoody. And we then became the receiver of reports and uh, negotiations beginning with the county. We didn't have, we couldn't sign contracts and officially do anything. We were negotiating to keep things moving, building up to that December 1st so that nothing went undone. Uh, And by law, the county was to provide services until we were prepared to take over. Good services? Pardon? (laughs) Good services? Well, services. A a little slack after that, (laughs) after they realized you guys were bailing out on them? (laughs) They they did pray. And let me say this. DeKalb County is our county, and I don't want to bash DeKalb County. Uh, There were some things they did beautifully. 
uh, sanitation, water, the thing, fire at that time. Uh, those services they provided and the people they had, we loved the people. The firemen were great. The policemen were great. We just never saw the policemen. Um, there were a lot of good people from DeKalb County. And rather than think we were, we were seceding from the county, we were becoming a city, but we were still going to be using the county for other things. And we felt that we could be a bright gem in the county's jewelry collection, if you will, and I still feel that way. Uh, I think that if you go back to the beginning, years and years ago, counties were all we had. It was all agriculture. Counties was what were the, the, the governing body. But then populations grew, cities developed, and then more and more cities developed. It wasn't a bad thing. I consider it all a good thing that once you get something so large that you have 750,000 people and the diversity of what goes on from one end to the other, from east to west, north to south, it just makes sense to break it down into smaller portions. So right. uh, I still say good things about DeKalb. Uh, unfortunately, there have been issues that have not been good, but I believe that the county will come back. When I moved here in 1980, it was a great county, and I think it will come back again. It just needs to morph into something different than what it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't we every few years send a commissioner to jail or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately, there has been some of that, which I would prefer not to go into at this discussion. <laughs> yeah, Bob went into a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on d- December 1st, did, was there somebody from the county that was like, well, all your paperwork went through, like, here's the keys to the city. Good luck. Well, yeah. uh, you, you bought it. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, as you know from having talked with Ken, then we had to get candidates. Well, now we have a city. Now we have to get a council and the candidates elected. So that that was a fewer because September 16 was going to be our special election. So from, again, that April 1st date to September was going to be the campaign. Find people to run, get them elected. Uh, Who ran against Ken? No one. Nobody? Okay. That's an easy one. Yeah. Well... <laughs> He's such a likable guy. We we have, Ken and I have a joke. There was a discussion uh, about who was going to run, and I'm honored to say that I was asked, and Ken wanted me to run, and I chose not to. I did not want to run. I had a new grandchild, and I wanted to be a grandma. I could not have been the type of personality I am, a good councilman, a good mayor, and a good grandma, because I give 100% to whatever I do. I think that's where Danny's at right now, too. And I chose, I I, I said, I will help others. So I I jokingly said to Ken, I'll be your campaign manager, and and you run for office. Well, we finally talked Ken into running a lot of others besides me. And so when he did, uh, I just simply took out an ad in the crier with the list of all his supporters, (laughs) And, of course, he was so popular because he was coming from three terms as our DHA president, which was our quasi-government. People knew him. They trusted him. No one could have been a better fit for Dunwoody, in my humble opinion, than Ken Wright. And I think the people saw that. So no one chose to run against him. And I love to tease tease everyone and say, I was a campaign manager one time, and I, I have 100%. One for win, one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> go, go out while you're ahead, and before they find out, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, three terms as DHA uh, president is a lot too, right? Yeah, didn't, didn't it is. Adrian tell us like nobody does more than two usually. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're kind of burned out. So. And going back to your question about the police, uh, we had until April 1st to get a police force up and running. DeKalb County was providing us people listening won't see me doing the little quotation marks <laughs> police service uh, but they were charging us an arm and a leg for it so it was determined that was our cutoff date those of us who know and love chief billy grogan can never thank him enough he he was the man when they chose billy grogan that was the man uh, he came in, and I think Warren Huttmacher was the right city manager, and our thanks again going back to uh, the people who were on that search team to the early uh, council for uh, hiring them. Uh, it, it, things just fell into place, I would say. We still today say Chief Grogan did it with wide-eyed amazement and awe because you can only imagine what it took to do it, but he had good people, he chose good people, and yet today that is, we are proud to say we have one of the best police forces. Yeah. Some will say in the state of Georgia, I like to say in the country, because yeah. I think we do. And if you're, uh, for the listeners, if you want to go back and listen to Chief Grogan's episode, it was, it was a good one. Oh, yeah, I really like that story where they had the white cop cars and the black cop cars, and they bought both of them and just cut them in half and made them, you know, like black and white. <laughs> there are so many wonderful stories that, that those of us who've been around share and enjoy and love. Uh, second to us getting the vote and knowing we were going to become a city, then getting the vote from the citizens to become that city was the night they went live. And uh, they probably told you there were a lot of us. We took out, we got out our Dunwoody Yes pom-poms and we were down on the corner when they went live and all of those squad cars came peeling out with little lights burning. I have a video of it that I play every year. Yeah. And I still, I still get goosebumps when I talk about it because standing there waving to them, somehow that made it even more real than swearing in of our first city council because it was such a huge statement. Yeah. And was that late at night? Was it midnight? It was midnight. midnight? Mm -hmm. They had yeah. to go live at midnight. I'd love to midnight. see that video. I'd love to post that video. Yeah. If you've got that, available. Uh, I've seen Hennigan's. I think he had one. Uh, I think... I'll look, but I believe you I can Google it, and, and uh, I downloaded, I used to have one of those things, you know, you download all those things off YouTube, uh, so I download it and save it and I play it, but yes, we'll get you a copy. If yeah, you do, that's cool. Because it is exciting, and it's, it's what Dunny, it represented Dunwoody again, people turning out at midnight to tell the police force, we're so glad you're here. Well, if city council got sworn in with cop cars at midnight, that would probably be exciting too, but I can <laughs> see why. <laughs> There are so many stories we could tell, little interesting things, and I'm hopping about a great deal, but um, I think back to the, to the swearing in, and of course, again, there wasn't money, you know, budget, money. Money is always important, so uh, I have to get this right. I, I'm not going to say exactly who did what, but the um, flags, the two flags, two official flags, the nameplates, and the name tags, badges were all donated for our first council by Citizens for Dunwoody, um, DHA, and Dunwoody Women's Club. All the people that made it happen. That's <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how other cities did, but we, we just managed to get those out there in time for them. Yeah. That's cool. Who was the original council? 
Uh, that would have been Ken Wright okay. as mayor. Uh, Robert Wittenstein was the at-large from District 1. Okay, Dennis no, the Association. was uh, uh, the post one. Um, some like to call him post. Some called it, uh, I noticed Dick Williams in the crier referred to it as Western, Central, and Eastern when he described, because that's and how we had divided the city. So uh, this, the post that was elected by each of those Western, Central, and Eastern, uh, they came in there's so that we could get on the proper special election cycle. Those seats ran for one year, and that was uh, Dennis Shortle. Um, but that was uh, backing up. That was Dennis Shortle was uh, the Eastern. Uh, Adrian Bonzer was Central, and Tom okay. Taylor was uh, the Western uh, or Tom Post. Taylor. That would be Post four, five, and six. And then at large was Robert Wittenstein in one, uh, Danny Ross in two, and John Hennigan in three. Geographically, what do you consider central then? You have to look at a map. What they did, rather than go east and west boundary lines, that would have appeared to have put, that would have not had as equal a population and business commercial distribution as would be healthy for a city. In fact, I believe we've had one redistricting in the 10 years, and that will be looked at uh, after the census is taken and there's other uh, redistricting will take place. I'm sure city will look at that again because it was important to keep that balance. And they found that by doing it north, doing it, the way it was done, east, <laughs> let me go back, west, central, and east, doing it that way, you could control that balance more. You, you had Perimeter Mall was over here, you had Georgetown Shopping Center, and you, you, you did not have all of them in one big group. Or, right. uh, and population, too. And as population changes, uh, that... that triggers the change yeah and you would be splitting them all in half and well because i can I, see why they do it i'm over in the the what you would consider the georgetown neighborhood but i'm on the heathwood side of it so i'm actually really nowhere near the georgetown kroger right and it's this neighborhood that's been subdivided and all these different things so anytime i need to put something up on facebook about the this conjoined neighborhood i have to list out like you know six subdivisions and so i was looking at a, a map one day i just thought well wait a minute we're kind of central done why don't we just call our neighborhood Dunwoody Central, like Dunwoody North over Dunwoody here. North. But see, now I don't know if that lines up with what you guys, you know. Well, if you go by the Dunwoody North train of thought, it doesn't have to be anything with anything <laughs> because true. Dunwoody North is in the South. So. Strictly branding, then. Yes. <laughs> that recommendation is above my pay grade, so I'll let you. I'll let you discuss that with your local council people. I'm just no. I'm just going to make it happen. I guess. <laughs> I changed our Facebook group. I just said we're Dunwoody Central now. We'll see. <laughs> One thing that was critical, and I have to give thanks to, to uh, Mayor Charles' wife. Heard Mer she's a special woman. Merity is, um, was our go-to person. Uh, we had our meetings, somebody has meetings in their basement, and she was always kind enough to provide us with a snack and a libation. And <laughs> uh, uh, when it came time to do anything uh, that was social, I'd go to Merity because we didn't have time. We were so busy with the others. So... Uh, there was going to be a parade, and I uh, so I said, "Oh, Merity, will you be in charge of the parade?" And she started talking about what we could do, and then I said, "Merity, we don't have a budget." She said, "We don't have a budget." I said, "No, we have no budget." 
Let's see what we can do. And I brought this picture, which our, your audience won't be able to see. But if you'll see the um, campaign hats with the banners tied around, the ribbons tied around, the yellow shirts, we ask everyone who was interested to uh, get a yellow shirt and wear, you know, you could go to Walmart or somewhere and for three bucks pick up a yellow shirt. Uh, collectively, we found a lot of those I call them campaign hats. They're interesting-looking hats. Others could wear baseball hats. And we put stickers on them. Uh, we put green ribbons around them and green and yellow. And we came, there were 40 people with balloons. I'm not sure whose grocery budget those balloons came out of, but <laughs> somebody ate mac and cheese that week so we could have <laughs> balloons at the parade. I think that uh, should be our outfit for the parade. It should be. But uh, decked out and done with a yes. Four people marched in the parade, carried signs, and we... Some of us ran alongside and handed out the badges, and, and yeah. uh, it, it was quite exciting. Uh, that was on the 4th of July, and then uh, the Monday before the vote on uh, Tuesday the 15th, we had a rally at the farmhouse, and we brought out the same kind of gear, and we had speakers, had a big press conference, uh, and brought in. There were so many people. Before we close, I just have to say, some of us were more high-profile than others in, in the startup of the city. But every single person that was here and that contributed is responsible. Every piece of this puzzle was important. Uh, there is, always has to be a few people with a higher profile job. But if people voted, that was as important as anything that happened. If they bought a yard sign or a sticker, that was as important. So uh, I'd just like you to know there were hundreds of people made the city of Dunwoody happen, not just the committees that you talk about that are high profile. Right, right. Well, thank you for coming in. I didn't get to talk much this time. I feel like it was just, you know. That was a history lesson. Yeah, I loved it. Great. it. I this is exactly it. what we wanted. So. Well, my pleasure. You you often know that uh, people that you meet, they say each person has a hidden agenda. I never have a hidden agenda. My agenda is Dunwoody and anything that makes Dunwoody fly. Yeah. I am so excited about what we have accomplished, but even more excited about the next 20 years. I can't wait. I hope I'm here in another 10. 20 is pushing it way too far. <laughs> but I can't wait to see what happens now and, and what, where we go from here. We have so many opportunities, so many possibilities. Some problems, yes. But mm. what do they say? A problem is really an opportunity if you approach it correctly. And I have total faith in the people coming behind, those of us who have helped establish what we have today. I believe those who come behind us will have a vision. They'll work together, and 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 we will see continue. I just wish it. Was, I just wish it was possible to one day see a hundred years from now what Dunwoody looks like, the way we know what Roswell and Norcross and our sister cities look like. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> well, thanks, Beth. Thank you. Thank you.